major, major topic. Jeez, um, yeah, so uh, basically, big hit on their Weverse magazine online. Is it a physical magazine or is it just digital? I think it's uh, digital, but it's funny because you sounded uh, like you were from Wisconsin for a second. Oh, sorry. Okay, so the next what, topic. Why are you apologizing? That's a weird thing to be. Oh, I. Sorry oh. <laughs> Wisconsinites listening to this, there's nothing wrong with your accent. It's just Nat said magazine, like she's from Wisconsin. And I thought it was funny. Okay, sorry. Go on. Talk about Weverse Magazine and what Big Hit published. I'm interested. So, uh, on this Weverse Magazine, Big Hit published the article called BTS and the Grammys. Why not? The significance behind BTS's Grammy odds. And it is a very informative um, article to summarize about uh, the fact that BTS is a global superstar, obviously, I mean, every, well, not everybody, but a lot of people know who BTS is and they are breaking records left and right. And they are just very, very, very successful. I, I think that regardless of how you feel about BTS, you like, you can't, de you can't deny their success. So this article is sort of shining a light on the Grammy nominations, which will be happening next week, Tuesday. Uh, well, as we record. Uh, so they should be out on November 24th. Um, and everybody is kind of expecting big BTS to get some big nominations. And one of the questions, like the way that this article starts is like one of the questions surrounding next Friday's Next February's 63rd Grammy Awards is whether or not BTS would receive any nominations. And I mean, I'm expecting them to take to get some nominations. I know a lot of people are expecting them, especially with the way that Dynamite performed in the United States. Uh, and the article later delves into BTS as an Asian import and the fact that the music industry in the United States has not had a prolific uh sort of array of Asian artists. And they, they you know, mention that it's the third time that an Asian artist has reached the top spot after Sukiyaki in 1963 in like a G6. Oh my God. 2020, like early 2000 flashbacks, but like a G6 in 2010. Uh, and basically they are mentioning, you know, that if the Grammys does not nominate BTS in major categories and instead sort of shoehorns them into specific categories um, akin to what happens to Black people with, you know, the R&B categories and the hip hop categories, that it's going to be a disservice, not just to, you know, BTS in, in light of their success, but also to um, representation and, um, you know, just the fact that uh, BTS is so large that they should not be ignored and they should not be shoehorned into those sort of um, genre-specific or quote-unquote race-specific categories. Uh, so the article does spend a lot of time talking about how armies specifically have done so much for Black people in America. I think that this is all true 
in terms of the fact that they are using actual facts, like the donation of the million dollars to the Black Lives Matter movement, and also the um, the fan cam videos um, that they had flooded the Dallas Police Department's I Watch Dallas app. Uh, but uh, just because those two things happen to be true does not mean that they're are not many more examples of anti-blackness from both BTS and their fandom. Can I cut you off real quick? Sure. Because I want to make a point about that before I forget. And I have to say this. Sure. BTS and ARMY are not the same thing. No. Stop using the things that the ARMY, that ARMYs did, which we're going to get to those in a second, but stop using those things as reasons for why BTS should be nominated for a Grammy. That makes no sense. That's like, I I can't even imagine making an argument like that. You know what? That's like saying that, uh, oh, uh, the Toronto Raptors should have won a championship because Raptors fans came to every game. Like what? (laughs) Or, (laughs) you you know, it's so stupid. You have to earn a Grammy. A Grammy is not about fan participation. A Grammy is not about how... how much activism, quote unquote, your fans did. It's about whether or not the people in the who are a part of the academy, which, yes, it's old white men too, but it's also what people fail to realize is that the academy is supposed to be made up of your peers as well in the music industry. So, for example, I believe Alicia Keys is a part of the academy. Um, like, th- there's a lot of artists who are also on that. It's like the Oscars. It's voted on by not only industry bigwigs, but also your peers. So oh, I will get to that because the article does mention who, like, the initiatives by the academy to diversify the the people who decide, you know, who gets Grammys and who gets nominated. So I will get to that as well, too. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry if I probably no, no, made a mistake. Made, no, no, you definitely up. made a, a really, really fantastic point. And that's why I did mention BTS and armies as separate entities, because you cannot, like, the actions of one, you know, sometimes they do sort of reinforce each other, but they're not you can't pass the blame in that way either, right? So you cannot um, do that, girl. You cannot sit up here yeah. and tell me that um, it's kind of like, honestly, kind of reminds me of how people were saying that LeBron should have been MVP this year of the NBA because Kobe died. What? Yeah. Nonsense. And it's like the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It's not a good argument. You have to earn things like that. And obviously, when I say earn, <laughs> I'm using that word probably not the way we're used to. I'm not necessarily saying that you have to have the best music because the Grammys has shown us time and time again that that not, doesn't necessarily is not the most determining, uh, determining factor. It's also about the relationship you cultivate in that industry. I mean, let's just be real. If you know somebody on the Academy of who is a part of the Academy, who's going to be voting and doing this that, and the other, you're going to have a better time. A Grammy has never been about commercial success because if that's the case, do you think Boney Bear would have won a Grammy if it was about commercial success? And I mean, I love Holocene, like the next person, but mm, I did question that as well. Come on now. (laughs) The Grammys is a very weird thing to where like some of it true, some of it has to do with commercial success because if you're more commercially successful, it's more likely that the members of the Academy have heard your music and so they can make a better judgment. But also like, it's it's just a weird entity to where like it's more than just one thing and and it's not nearly commercial success is really not that important i mean it's a it's a very small piece of the puzzle it doesn't add up the same way it does for a vma or a fan voted award honestly even talent 
like is not really a factor either. It, so it's not. It hasn't been for a very, very long time. Like watching the Grammys, like or like on YouTube, like old videos of, of old performances and stuff like that from like even when I was really, really young or before I was born. And like the level of talent is just so different. <laughs> or what we can Oh no, it's talent. very different. Yeah. So I mean I'm not surprised. So anyways, the article moves into talking about Black Lives Matter. Because apparently you have to talk about, you know, when you've done good things and remind people that you've done these good things. So it does describe about, it does go into um, more details about issues of, you know, Black people specifically being um, pushed into race-based def- race genres like rap. Um, and they talk about, you know, Macklemore when he beat um, Kendrick Lamar and Adele when she beat Beyonce. And, um, you know, the fact that they have such high, you know, scores and they're like, you know, widely praised. Like Lemonade is actually one, like the most, um, I think, awarded album of all time. Okay. And she lost to Adele. Adele who won her award saying that Beyonce should have won. Like, Obviously, these are all facts, but also, like, what the hell does it have to do with BTS? <laughs> I think that was my main question when I was reading it. But anyways, so um, they say, you know, Billboard identified a history of the word show consistently shunning hip hop and its related genres from the main awards with legendary artists like Tupac, Notorious B.I.G., Nas, um, and all these things. And, you know, how Drake explained his song Highline Bling wasn't even a rap song, but because he performed it, it was a rap song. And, you know, like... These are all facts, obviously. Uh, but then they tried to tie it into BTS. And that's, I think, where a lot of the contention comes from. So they make a statement that when the MTV um, Video Music Awards added a K-pop category last August, this struck some BTS fans as perhaps a similarly discriminatory move to lock K-pop artists out of the main awards. Um, so as seen with BTS, K-pop now faces the same problem that hip-hop has suffered for so long. And, you know, they do say, go on to say that the Grammys have been trying to change, like as Jimin had mentioned, you know, Childish Gambino, um, when, who, who did the song This Is America, received a total of four words for his song, including, you know, the major categories like Song of the Year and Record of the Year. Um, they have been including um, Billie Eilish, who's a very young, you know, debut artist, as well as awarding Lizzo and Lil Nas X. And um, in September, Billboard pointed out that the Grammys have been criticized in recent years for being white and male-dominated, predicting that it would be difficult for next year's Grammy Awards to ignore ongoing racial issues. Uh, So they're saying that basically the Grammys' recent swing towards awarding Black artists has only come about after facing sharp criticisms like hashtag Grammy so white and in the wake of serious issues like Black Lives Matter. Uh, So... It's difficult to say. Girl, with I'm sorry, but was yeah. Grammys so white? Like, really? I know. Th- okay. It wasn't this is me being petty. So I was about to say, it wasn't Oscar. So, like, they tried it with it. Continue. Go, go on. <laughs> so, the, art- the artist, uh, sorry, the writer of this article, who I will mention at the end. Black artists, long vocal about the change, have succeeded in improving the Grammys, but its problematic approach to race still remains. And the narrative of Asian and K-pop artists standing up to the Western music industry and, by extension, the Grammys, begins now with BTS. In other words, whether BTS wins this time will act as a litmus test for the current state of the Grammys. Uh, so they, 
mention, you know, Asian artists, you know, Psy and like Chinese American artists, Zoo and Korean American artists, Yeji and Ted Park, and, you know, just people who have made sort of like some small impacts on the Grammys and the music industry in, in the West. But they really just go into um, Dynamite and how BTS's Dynamite can be seen as controversial. Here, the artist is Korean, but the genre is disco and the lyrics are in English, allegedly. It's the 43rd time in history that a song has been at the top spot on the Shut the actual... <laughs> what do you mean, allegedly? Sorry, go on. <laughs> you know what? If this was a video um, recording, you would you would have seen my face, and you would have known exactly what I meant by allegedly. No, I know what uh, you yes. mean. Okay, so... <laughs> um, and basically, they, they just talk about all the popular songs this year and how... Um, BTS simply has too many fans to justify the, bi the biased view that K-pop idoldom is a genre whose popularity is limited only to an isolated fan base, but I, has released music that considers English lyrics and disco bent is best classified as pop and has broken records that would be surprising in the current But what they said, sorry, I'm cutting you off because, yeah. girl, you, you don't understand the blood flowing through my veins. Yeah. What they're basically telling me by saying that is that they did not release Dynamite because, oh, we're artists and we want to release music. They released it because they thought it was going to get them a Grammy. Sorry. Like, that's why you need to proofread what you say and think yeah. about what you say before you say it because you're admitting something that you've long tried to deny. Continue. Oh, absolutely. And then they show, you know, Dynamite's number ones on the chart because we needed to see that apparently. Uh <laughs> but I mean... <laughs> <laughs> these screenshots i guess go on yeah so they break down how the grammy awards have been um are, are determined you know by the at least 20 board approved members and yada 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 and how they've increased the candidates to give people more of a chance and these are just like small changes um that the academy has done um while also breaking down the just the, the sort of the unfairness, I guess, or um, the over overly white male sort of dominance in in the the um, in terms of like the the boards of trustees and the composition of the board. Uh, so being sixty five percent male and sixty three percent white of as of December twenty nineteen. So lack of representation for the opinions of the entire voting population, subjective criteria by the nomination review committee, and diversity within the, the organization are all matters the Grammy needs to address moving forward. And they do mention, as I said, that they've been trying to secure internal diversity. They have recruited 200 new voting members in 2018 and 590 in 2019 with a focus on enlisting more women, ethnic minorities, and young voters over the past two years. Um, and so that's that can explain actually like last year or this year's um, with Cardi B. With Cardi B and Lizzo and Lil Nas X and BTS being there. Like they are the Grammys are doing something. Um, yeah, to help I mean with Cardi it. B did not deserve <laughs> never mind, let me shut up. Yes, agreed. <laughs> but this article does question um, how far the Grammys are willing to reach both at home in the U.S. and abroad to embrace musical diversity and current trends. Um, they do mention Parasite, which I mean, you can't not mention. Okay, I'm going to pause real quick. Sorry. Yeah. One more. Current trends. That's another huge uh, thing that stands out to me as an issue because anything, what you know, when I think of a Grammy album of the year, record of the year, whatever, I think of a song that is probably going to be timeless 
or a, an album that's going to like last for generations. I don't think of something that like, like, for example, if it was going off of current trends, Fetty Wap should have a Grammy. Uh, Huey should have a Grammy. I can name so many one hit wonders that deserve a Grammy if we're going off a of quote unquote current trend. Absolutely. So the article ends on more of a philosophical venue, I think, um, about the word K-pop. And it says, here we find where it finds, because the word K-pop appears exactly once in a task force report, I guess, they had done on like diversity and Grammys. It finds Asian American artists are being pigeonholed into K-pop and African American executives are only represented in rap and hip hop. Asian American people refers to a wide range of people front who their families immigrated from the continent of Asia. It doesn't specifically refer to Korean people born in Korea. Absolutely. And Sorry. Asia is not just East Asia. Right. Like, and that's that's one thing I think is so strange about this, because you think that would be going this hard if this was referring to if let's say if the issue was um, Indian artists not having access, which is an issue. We I've never absolutely. heard of an Indian artist and they haven't uh, getting even a Grammy anything about somebody from india bangladesh pakistan like getting grammys they haven't mentioned any actual asian people outside of bts really right uh so Sorry, i mean they did, mention, they did mention like um at the beginning some other asian artists but they also but they are Asian. like all like east asian like north yeah, asian white skinned like asians come on exactly. now um, and also it's incorrect because he said African-American executives are only represented in hip hop and rap, but that's not true because like Dr. Dre is an executive and I'm pretty sure he's one like producer of the year and, and stuff like that. So, mm, okay. So the report suggests that the American, the music industry needs to have a more expansive view on what constitutes diversity within the industry. Uh, so they say the main takeaway from the solitary mention is not that the report lacks sufficient references to K-pop or Asians. Um, rather, we need to show how the prejudice attached to the word K-pop is such that, as in the case of BTS, not only does it limit artists who begin their careers as K-pop musicians, but it also confines some U.S.-based artists simply because they're Asian. I just uh, want to pause real quick again because yeah. it says begins their careers as K-pop artists. Are they implying that BTS is no longer K-pop? Because from what I've gathered, they sing pop music in Korean. So they are a group that was created by in a South Korea by a company, and they trained under the Korean trainee system. system. That is something that they boast about as being Korean. And they perform on music shows and they win awards on music shows. And they they win major awards on Korean music shows dedicated to K-pop. Yeah. I I just okay. All right, continue. I did see, I don't know if you I don't know if you saw this, but I did see that uh, earlier apparently they changed they so um you know how like dynamite got certified platinum by Rhea. Yeah, apparently they changed Dynamite from being in the world music category to the pop music category. Mm, okay. So, I, I mean, interesting development, but continue, continue. I want to hear more. What matters most in the end is not whether BTS's latest offerings are pop, K-pop, or any other label. Nor is this a debate over whether or not they're idols or a boy band. Yeah, because we've already proven that they are both idols and boy bands <laughs> i mean take it <laughs> because take it. Thing, if bts weren't idols why are they subject to all the same treatment as idols we all know that korean artists and idols get different treatment Absolutely. and first and foremost artists are allowed to have relationships they're allowed to like 
you know, they don't have to live in dorms. And obviously BTS doesn't live in a dorm anymore, but I'm saying like, that is a thing that BTS did and had to do for like the first part of their career. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like artists are treated way differently in Korea than idols. So I'm very confused as to why they're trying to make that point, but continue. Yes. Uh, taking all together, this is a question of how much someone's identity influences the way others receive their art. Through its trials in the U.S., BTS has spun this kind of bias into critical acclaim, billboard-topping commercial success, and historical transformative wins at the BMAs and AMAs. It warrants again, asking again, what kind of music will the Grammys remember Map of the Soul 7 and Dynamite as when labels like K-pop and Asia are erased? They it's will remember it as K-pop, even when those labels are erased, because that's what it is. Absolutely. Sorry, can I keep cutting you off, but girl, no, you don't no, understand, was, like, this topic is so contentious. That was, that was the, the end of the article? article. So it, it doesn't state the writer of this article, but it says the editor is Rian Kim and Ye Jin Lee. So, um, it was a lot to chew on in this article, um, and I feel like, as I mentioned, you know, throughout my sort of dissecting the article, that there were a lot of facts in there that were un Definitely. undisputed and you know we're not here to say that bts is not a successful group and they're not oh we would know, never say that that would be stupid you know that we're not here to say that they don't have the acclaim that this article claims that they have because they definitely do and as i said in terms of talking about black lives matter it is true they donated one million dollars to black lives matter movement i'm not sure where the money went i'm sure most black people don't know where the money went <laughs> but it went there <laughs> Um, and they did, you know, um, sort of help out with one situation with the Dallas Police Department. But also this year alone, um, the things that I have been subjected to from, you know, specific armies, not all armies, obviously, like I know some great armies, wonderful people. Um, but in terms of the ones that are very vocal and the ones who do get thousands of likes, I have been subjected to you know, history um, reframing Jim Jones as um, a non-racist. Um, I had been subjected to, before the million dollar donation, ARMY saying BTS doesn't have to care about anybody. Oh yeah, um, I remember that. BTS doesn't have to care about black people. They don't care about black people. Black people didn't do anything for them. So why should they care about black people? Um, and, you know, when the donation went out, we then got... Um, tweets saying that black, BTS has pretty much saved us from becoming slaves again. Uh, and, you know, that's just the summer and spring, I feel. Uh, there, the other day, people discovered, rediscovered um, Namjoon or RM's uh, use of the N-word in the Shinra cover of TOP, Twinkling of Paradise, which we, I didn't mention earlier today. And the lie is that he has apologized for that. That is a lie because he has never said that I apologize for saying the N-word. It is a racially discriminatory term and I should not use it. I have never He never heard... said I apologize for mocking black people and putting on a black scent when he did that um, variety Our, show. That variety show where somebody, Korean, a Korean person told him to act his race. Mm -hmm. um, he hasn't apologized for saying that he couldn't see V in the dark because he's so dark oh and it's not just namjoon <laughs> yeah. it is far from namjoon who is doing all this yoongi has yet to man up and apologize for the jim jones stuff which still has him 
me side and Yungi heavy. Oh, Yungi was actually my favorite member of Black of uh, BTS, and I honestly like I don't care what happens to him anymore, um, just because of that. Because he hasn't apologized. He is continuing working like it's every like, and and yet and yet they had Jungkook apologize for being for going Itaewon, and 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 also all of them. <laughs> All of them, and I can say this with confidence, all of them have made a colorist comment or two without an apology. Absolutely. Also, the Holocaust Memorial photo shoot, whether or not there was an apology to that, that's just so distasteful. You have to know that's a horrible thing to do. And um, that's not even, we, we haven't even gotten to their hip hop oh, corporation. <laughs> at the beginning of their career. You know, the career where they were broke on the street, but still managed to go to LA to film a reality show. Okay. So. <laughs> um, and don't get me wrong. And, and, the, and the crazy thing is, is like, I respect success. Like I respect when you're able to, I, I, I don't, don't get me wrong. I'm sure they have a work ethic. They work very hard, clearly. And, and, people. and I think that they have talent. I do think that there's talent there. I think that it's being completely misused and I think their music hasn't been good in a long time, Absolutely. at least most of their music. And I do think they got a lot they need to apologize for before you convince me of anything, especially since it's starting to seem more and more like the things that they claim that they have done, you know, in support of different causes seem to be just for PR for me, to me. Abs Why do you, in your own article, have to mention that you donated money to charitable char like causes? Why? If this is something that you just did for the sake of doing it, why do you have to mention it? Mm -hmm. Okay, number two. So we did, we went, okay. We, we discussed a lot of the issues with the members of BTS. Um, and, you know, at, on this podcast, we do, we have admitted to liking problematic things. So it's not- Oh, yeah, I mean, nobody's immune to that. I, yeah. I mentioned already well, a lot of problems with Zico but I will still listen to Bermuda, you know? So, I mean... Don't get me wrong. I'm not, you know, you gotta... I feel like really what it comes down to with a lot of these things is making sure you hit their pockets. That's what it comes down that to. That is absolutely the best place to hit anything. And, and and also, don't get me wrong, there are certain things where I feel like lines that you cannot uncross that will make sure, you know, for me, that I will never listen to your music again because then you put a bad taste in my mouth. Like, for example, R. Kelly is never getting any of my listens again. His I don't think he ever got in the first place. The only reason why I even heard R. Kelly is because of the radio. If his music, well, I mean, I grew up in the 90s, so I mean, I grew up oh, with no. R. Kelly's music. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Aaliyah's too, right? Her first album was produced by him. So, right. um, but like, if I listen now, if I'm listening to like an R&B playlist and R. R. Kelly comes on, I skip it. Or I just yep. change the playlist. I don't listen to R. Kelly. Because then my, my first thought is all those things he did to those poor black girls yeah. and women. Trey songs. I found out this year that, I mean, I always knew he was freaky and kinky, but I didn't know that he was literally like taking people's phones and keys and shit like that so they can't leave. So as soon as I found that out, I deleted all his music from my phone. Or like Tory Lanez, who literally yeah. shot Meg The Stallion, like yeah, and tried to lie on it and gaslight her and you know be he's 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 a Toronto man, so I'm not surprised. Uh, but yeah, all of that. Okay, we there are lines that you can cross. Personally, 
I think because cultural appropriation and anti-blackness is like so prevalent, you kind of have to like pick your level and pick your battles in a lot of ways. I mean, <laughs> I know that's, kind of it's, it, it, it's kind of messed up when you say it like that. But when you're a K-pop fan, you kind of know that that's going to be a part of the experience. Like that is also, it. I do, I do think once upon a time, not now, yeah. but once upon a time, there was a legitimate argument that like, sometimes people really didn't know because Korea was so closed off. Absolutely. And they saw something on TV and they thought it was cool and hip and they did it, right? And they did it, right. And they don't understand the actual history. Like, like for example, I don't understand, like, certain things that are, you know, for example, before I got in college, I don't think I really realized why the Japanese flag was such a a horrible symbol, like the bleeding sun, like, or sorry, the rising sun. The rising sun, yeah. Like, you know, things like that, I understand it comes from a place of ignorance, but at a certain point when people keep telling you over and over again and you keep doing it and you have the internet and you're an idol and you've been to America 15 billion times and you quote unquote donated to Black Lives Matter, come on now, at a certain point, like, it gets ridiculous. Like, basically, apologize or just shut the F up. It's kind of like where I'm I'm at at that point, Um, especially since they've been using this Black Lives Matter thing, I, I swear to God, every single, like, an ex, it's like, every time you talk about BTS, you have to talk about the fact that they donated to Black Lives Matter, the movement. Oh my God, and, and like, you know what annoys me so much? It's like, sometimes I'll just be scrolling on like websites like BuzzFeed or whatever, yeah. or even Reddit, and like yeah. people who don't know much about, or one thing, big thing that was happening is during the elections, people who didn't know much about K-pop automatically associated it with all of those articles about how, uh, army saved black people and army saved America and they, in the American they, election. Some of some of these armies actually went on the internet and said that as if it was a fact. Like, okay. Um, and then people going, like people literally saying, oh, girl, I was on YouTube. I was watching this YouTuber. He's a gamer, like a streamer. And he has, he's like the antithesis of K-pop. And one of the things he said is like, you know what? I actually respect K-pop fans because of all of the money that they put together for COVID-19. And I'm like, yeah, not K-pop fans, but ARMY specifically. And I was like, don't get me wrong. Like that's incredible support. But to say that I respect somebody, like that's another level. You know what I mean? You 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 can't donate to a cause and then turn around and be a horrible person and then expect me to like forgive you because you donated one. Yeah, and also, too, I feel like a lot of the humanitarian things that happen, like, I'm not saying that it's for sure um, the intention, but I do feel like a lot of it comes across as it's done sort of as a buffer or to be like, okay, well, you know, like, yes, some armies have done this and this, but also look at all this money that we have donated for these things mm-hmm. um, and and in BTS's name. So it, it's, it's, more of a, it's more of a publicity spin, I think. On oh, for sure. Yes, and that's what it comes across to me. Like I'm not like, and I'm not saying that I don't feel like individual armies who do put these things together are not doing it from the goodness of their hearts because I do believe that's the case, and I do believe that BTS's music has motivated them to want to do more in the world. I completely understand that and get that, and I I feel like you know that is so legitimate in a lot of those cases. But then the fact that I never really see Army speak out against a lot of the stuff that I mentioned that. It, were they are problems and because i always see them defend the boys regardless of oh my god like they do the amount of I can't like, really oh. 
take it seriously, you know? If you if you look under that um, T.O.P. video, there's so much he apologized, he apologized. He but didn't. the question is where? Like you keep saying that he did this thing, but you don't have the proof. And all I'm, I, I'm just asking for the actual receipts. That's it. When you yeah. come with the receipts that he came out in specific, because there's also two power in, apolo in an apology. Like how you do it is important because there have been people who have so-called, like for example, Trump has so-called apologized for stuff. Do you think I believe his apologies? <laughs> like, be real with yourself. Like, come on now. I'm surprised he didn't choke on the word I apologize, to be honest. So, um, but yeah, no, absolutely. So that's like one part of why this article is so infuriating because we have mentioned, you know, like a summary, not as, not as brief as I had planned it to be, but we had mentioned a summary of the conflicts with you know all of the positivity spun in this article about bts and armies we have definitely given you a different view on what we have experienced from them personally and just seeing you know other people deal with online i mean there's a reason that black armies have their own hashtag <laughs> yeah and it's not a good reason you know so there is that but i think my main contention with this article is the fact that they bring up the struggles of Black people in America and they try to parallel what BTS is going through Child. through the lens Jeez. of, you know, the Black experience in the United States. And I mean, I'm not a Black person from the United States, but, you know, I'm from Toronto, so I'm fairly close to it. And obviously, I do know the history because the history is very similar to somebody like myself who have parents and grandparents and stuff like that from the Caribbean, you know, we are the product of the transatlantic slave trade. Um, and we have very similar histories. And the fact that you want to equate BTS not getting a Grammy with, you know, 100 years of oppression in the United States um, by systems sort of created like in a country that was built on, you know, the racial impression of black people specifically. It, it is actually kind of impressive and ballsy in one hand, but very yeah. infuriating in the other um, because they are nothing alike. They are not the same thing. What black people have to deal with in the United States is nowhere near on par with what the big, like big hit and BTS are experiencing right now. Big Hit and BTS, yes, they have faced some discrimination because they are foreign acts in a, you know, very white country. And I'm not going to say that there isn't any truth to that, especially when you have them creating things like, you know, specific categories just for K-pop, you know, as a way to, to sort of still give them good awards, but not give them the big awards. And I think that there's a lot of legitimacy in that. Um, but like the history of hip hop, especially, you know, the first hip hop artist to win a Grammy was fresh was Will Smith. Yeah. And that was specifically done as a political move because they knew how popular hip hop was, but they didn't want to give it to actually any, you know, like a, relevant a rapper. rapper. Right. They want, yeah. Cause Will Smith is not known for, he's a poster boy, poster child pretty much. Right. Yeah. For what they wanted, I guess the rap community to be like, and mm -hmm. at the time the rap community was very vocal. They were activists. I mean, like a lot of the, like, especially the like um, LA sort of hip hop 
music was about fuck the police, even mm-hmm. at that time. Exactly. Uh, so there was a Will lot- Smith was very safe for exactly. them. There was a lot more political reason. There was a political reason they did not want to not give the award to someone like Ice Cube or whatever, you know, and they wanted to give it to someone like Will Smith. Um, I don't think that B- BTS has a sort of a comparison to something like that, you know, um, especially after the fact that it took them to like, I think the first rap award wasn't even until the 90s and hip hop had been a thing in the 80s. So no, hip hop was, well, people don't realize that yeah. hip hop originated in the 70s. The Grandmaster Flash. Yeah. They were exactly. taking, yes. the reason why you have the idea of the MC and the turntable is because they were taking disco albums and basically playing them on a loop to only play the good part of, yes. or sort of the musical part of it so that they can basically MC over it. Yeah. And um, the DJs sort of like rhymed and stuff like that during sort of like the intermission and stuff like that and then you had like um caribbean like specifically like jamaican um you know um immigrants who were in new york as well with like yeah and jamaican like reggae is very much like spoken word in a lot of ways too um so it's sort of like evolved through the mixing of these cultures of the diaspora yeah to create the hip-hop that we know and so And in the 80s is when it became too hard for them to ignore is kind of the idea, right? Mm -hmm. Because then you had commercial success and BTS. Well, you had Run DMC with Adidas and you had, you know what I mean? Like these hip hop groups were seen as cool and they were getting brand deals and endorsements. You can't ignore it at a certain point. They were closely linked to sports, basketball, a huge thing, the NBA, like a lot of that stuff was just kind of coming together at the same time and you couldn't ignore it. And that struggle that struggle was years and years and years and it was rooted in a systemic oppression and it was it the the topics that were talked about in rap and the way how did how we got to where we got to with hip-hop all of that was rooted in the oppression black people black people face in america that is unique to any other group yeah absolutely unique to our group i should say um i mean they didn't have like a category for best rap album until 95 like, like compare, if you want to really compare, K-pop actually events a lot quicker quicker than hip-hop in the West. Yeah. Like, yeah. K-pop has way more clout today in its infancy in the West, because it's it's kind of in its infancy in the West, than rap did in the and hip-hop did in the same stage of its growth and development. No, absolutely. So the compare, and we don't even have the weight of, the oppression of, of black people and the fact that you know civil rights was you know happened in like the age of you know our parents sometimes our grandparents like it's not so far removed you know from the fact from that that specific time in history in the united states specifically because that's what we're talking about here where you know black people weren't even allowed to, like i saw this interview with chris rock black people weren't allowed to go to the dentist they had to go to vets or to get their teeth taken out like that like there's so many aspects to it that i don't think you can compare the two because they are not the same and that is the most frustrating thing about this article the fact that they want to equate the the systemic racism dealt towards black people that continues to this day um to the fact that bts should be but you know what you know what's even more like interesting about that equation is the fact that 
you couldn't have equated your struggle as you know Korean people from Korea with Asian Americans. Absolutely. Like, why did you choose Black people specifically? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there have been so many um, Asian artists that have had success, like commercial success. I mean, the last year's best-selling art album was a Japanese group. I think it was Arashi. I can't remember who it was, but it was a <laughs> yeah, Japanese. Yeah, the best pour was Arashi, yeah. I believe. And yeah. but you know what? And and I have to say this too. Like, <laughs> it's just it's it's very it, it shows you to me what this does is it does a few things. Number one, I think it exposes how when we talk about a group, you know, groups being oppressed and how you view those, the, the oppression of those groups, they kind of are giving away what they feel about, you know, oppression and which groups they feel are the most oppressed. Number one. And I'm, I'm going to let our listeners marinate on that. I'm not going to say anything else. Cause I know that's going to turn to a conversation that people don't want to have, but I mean, that's what you're giving away to me when you, when you make your, your, argument about Asian Americans when you re or Asian, not Asian Americans, Asian people from Asia, and you reframe it around black people. Number one is what you do. And then number two, what's so strange to me is that it delegitimizes everything you're saying, because then it becomes less about Asian rights and more about BTS rights. Oh, absolutely. It's not, this article is not even at all about Asian rights. It's only about BTS. And, the, and they're, they're basically saying, look, look, BTS is successful. Everybody knows them. They're popular. You know, I, the art, the authors clearly believe that they are telling the best story, you know, through their music. So they deserve a Grammy, regardless of like what anybody else thinks or believes or feels about it. They deserve a Grammy. And if you don't give them a Grammy, it's like, it's, it's racism. It's, it's racism. And it's not even just like regular racism. It's black people racism. That's what this whole article <laughs> is saying. Okay? Oh my God. I hate that you said what I was trying to say. Like, that's exactly what it is. It's, and somebody made a really interesting point that I had saw, seen on this. And, I, you know, I don't want to take credit for this point because I, I just thought it was an interesting point where they said, you know, um, it's kind of similar to your idea of like the whole, you know, it's not just regular racism, it's black people racism because, you know, I forgot. <laughs> Does she hate me? Forget what you going to say. That's okay. <laughs> I will mention while you're doing that that you know who has won the most Grammys for best rap album? Eminem. Uh, are you they, kidding why, me? Why didn't they? I never that knew in this that. Article? Why didn't they include that into this article? Because he has six Grammys for best rap album. So that would have been something oh. that they could have mentioned in this article instead of. I mean, the the Macklemore thing is important, obviously, but also like. Why wouldn't you mention that a white person has won the rap category? I, the I rem well, because you know they stand Eminem on that recent run episode. Uh, mm -hmm. RM was going off to lose yourself. Anyway, um, lose yourself. I remember my point. Is is a great song. Very, no, I'm just saying great. they stand yeah. Eminem. Okay, yeah. which is funny <laughs> because stand comes from Eminem. Anyway, yes. point. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I remember I was gonna say somebody made a very good point, and it's a point that I feel we often make um, with white people and who like poor white people specifically, right? There's this idea that like, surely you can't treat me as bad as those, you know, N words. Like, surely I'm better than them. So you have to do things for me at a faster rate and you have to consider me, right? And so it goes back to the whole thing where you're saying it's not just racism, it's black people racism. Because yeah. to me, this, this kind of gives, oh no, you can't treat us, us that bad, not us. You can treat blacks that way, but you can't treat Asians that way. 
we're the model minority. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, like we can definitely like, I mean, that's not the point of this conversation, but we definitely could go into the model minority myth and the fact that this article also has refused to to acknowledge the anti-blackness in the Asian community. In the Asian community. Especially, if, especially, especially with regards to the affirmative action um, act that they feel is discriminatory against them, even though white women are the ones who mainly benefit from affirmative action. Also, especially, especially with regard to Korean anti-blackness it, yep. it, you know it, there's asian anti-blackness and then there's korean and it's like a whole other level and it revolves honestly it revolves a lot around like the la riots which we talked about on the live stream a while ago yeah and Period. that's why this year the trend has been for black people specifically to sort of move away from the whole idea of poc solidarity it's like don't call me a person of color do not call me a bipoc whatever how that means Call me a black person because that's what I I really don't know the situation that I mean, and that's the situation that I experienced. And and you know what? To kind of like steer just a little bit away from the like the history aspect and kind of get into this other idea of it, because you know I think we could go on and on about the racism and we could revisit that as well. But I do want to say this: it is very interesting to me that they talk about how the Grammys need to be more open-minded and open up themselves to the world. And the whole time that they're saying this, I'm thinking to myself, but isn't the Grammys an American award? Absolutely. That's like that's like if Beyonce went over to the Mamas and demanded a diss song. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know how ridiculous that would look? Absolutely. We don't, and- I, this is how I feel. We don't try to encroach on your awards. In fact, here's the crazy thing. There are so many Korean and Asian award shows that cater specifically to Korean artists um, and, and that open their arms wide to BTS and BTS has won Tessons at uh, every award show for like the past three years straight. They've won every major award. But what's strange to me is that you don't care about those awards because that's not really what this is about. It's not about the award. It's about the white approval that you think comes with getting a Grammy. Absolutely. And, and, And it speaks volumes to me that like you care so much about this award and that you are trying to force and I'm not saying, and don't get me wrong, I'm all for, I, I think the Grammys do need to be more worldwide because, you know, the nature of America, we're a melting pot and it will be interesting to see. I don't think, you know, however, I don't think you, it's fair to sit up here and say that, you know, the Grammys need to do this, this, and this, but then don't say that the uh, the mamas need to do this. But the point is, you're not letting anybody but Koreans win those awards, but then you want to come to another country and and basically tell them that you deserve to win their award more than the people who've been working for it for many, many years. Yeah, and you know what is actually kind of interesting, just the piggy bank off of that. Oh crap, did I forget? <laughs> Probably because it's such a multi And well, well, while you're trying to remember it, yes. I, I just, I have to say, you know, it's not coming from, and this is not me saying that they shouldn't say this or they don't deserve a spot or anything like that. It's me just saying that it's hypocritical. And people go, well, America, it's America. America has American privilege. People say that a lot. Well, what people better realize is that Black Americans don't have that. I don't I don't understand when when people say this American privilege, maybe if you compare a black American person to like a black person from like, I don't know, like Rwanda, a war torn, exactly like a war torn country in in Africa, like maybe you can you can make that comparison. But when you talk about black people in America, I'm telling you right now, Melania Trump, who I'm pretty sure is a bot, has more privilege than me as a black woman in America. Yeah. Oh, you know.
you know what I was actually going to say? Go on. That um, another argument that sort of destroys every any credence that this article could possibly have is that um, the if you really want to talk about like America, you know, you know, yes, America is home to a lot of different people from the different parts of the world, but what they all share in common is that they are something American, mm-hmm. you know, Korean American, Japanese American, um, Russian American. So in that vein, if you really do want to see diversity and you want to see it in an American award show, why doesn't that American award show promote it within America? In America. They have like Tiffany Young, all these people that they can, who are, you know, born and bred in the U.S., who would love probably to be able to, you know, have more of a presence on the charts and things like that. Why would the foreign group from a different country have more presence over them? Exactly. Like, that's what I don't understand. Like, and that's what I think that that's the, this particularly insidious part of this article. Obviously, you know, everything, especially yeah. the Black Lives Matter mention is extremely insidious. But I think what's insidious from a perspective of like a non-Black person, right, is yeah. like, it, it, it comes off as so selfish and so entitled and so unbelievably honestly it it comes off as like a what's the word um like forgive my language it comes off as coonish like the Absolutely. asian version of coonish because it's like it's like you're trying to say that you're somehow better than the other asians and the, you deserve this award more and you don't care about the other asian people or anybody else because it's it's just you that deserves this right and that is so ridiculous see i haven't actually like figured out if i care like if i like if they got a nomination for like you know a big award if i cared or not about Mm -hmm. the grammy enough to care about it yeah when when lemonade didn't win album of the year uh, that was kind of the last year that i cared about the grammys i'll be honest with you uh because it it wasn't just like you know they're pretty pretty subtle about the racism for the most part like but that was like a hugely racist statement. I think that they meant that they that they they meant to make. You know the fact that they were like uh, Beyonce's album. You know it was it was so different. It was so fresh. It was something nobody else was doing, and it was good. Mm-hmm. I mean, as I said, it is the most ew- awarded album of all time, and yet they shoehorned her into the black category to the point where the white woman who won was like. Beyonce should have won this award. Yeah. I don't care if they get nominated because I don't think they need a Grammy to prove their worth. And honestly, there's been a lot of theories going around about how this whole white acceptance Grammy thing, this whole Grammy thing is basically a ploy to get white acceptance, which is basically a ploy to get exempted from military. Which Mm -hmm. is kind of a good point because if if you notice, Nobody, like one thing that I've noticed, at least talking to my friends who live in South Korea, is that they started asking me a whole bunch, after BTS got that number one or whatever with Dynamite, mm-hmm. they started asking me a lot of questions about, so how big is BTS in America? And like, you know, are, do Americans really love them? And like, uh, is South Korea popular? Like they started asking me these questions they've never asked me before, just because of that number one on Billboard. And I think that's so interesting because I think it does feed into the idea that the Korean government places a lot of importance on how we- how good you make Korea look to specifically to America. Like, well, it's, I mean, I'm gonna I mean, be real. Yeah. I get that. Sorry, you got to continue. No, no, I, I, I was just, just gonna say 
I, I think it's specific to America. I don't think, because honestly, you don't see them caping to get on Australia's Grammys, or I don't even know if Australia has Grammys, but you know what I mean? Like, you don't see them caping to get on uh, any British award shows or anything like that. It's specifically America. Like, I just think, I think that they see the power that, or they or they perceive that there is a power in that. And I'm not going to talk on whether there is or not, because that's not what this conversation is about, and we're already at three hours. Um, I'm just saying that I think they perceive a power in that. And I could see that being a ploy to get out of military duties, because that's the excuse they give for athletes, right? Like Olympic athletes. It's like you're spreading like a positive image of Korea to Western countries and uh, the world kind of at large, right? Yeah. Well, the thing is, now it's a year and six months. Um, but it did say... A year and six months? Yeah, that's what the conscription is now. They reduced it... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In June, June of this year, actually. Um, so, basically, the military has, like, spoke... Put, like, their period on this, though. So, I don't think a Grammy is going to change it. But it's... They've basically said BTS won't get an, an exemption from military service. Good. Um, and they I'm have... i that was a theory yeah. I heard. I don't know... I actually really good theory that's why i googled it because <laughs> i was like hmm. but that does make sense because the only people that i know who have been exempt before are like people who have won gold member medals at the olympics right yeah. uh which is also you know more of a western sort of thing right i mean they like to say it's a global thing but like let's be real <laughs> the bigger word winners are like russia and always yeah it's very rarely i mean even if somebody's winning like a running award which is historically like people with african you know ancestry mm -hmm. win those awards like i say running award because honestly i have no clue how track and field and cross country and all that works but <laughs> um you know even to that like though they almost always go to like white people or western people yeah, absolutely. I mean, Canada really shows out of the Winter Olympics, which makes sense. But, you know, like... well, I would be kind of worried if y'all, you know, I'd be like, what are y'all doing with all that snow? Like, if you're yeah, not no. training with it. In, in oh, comparison, yeah. it's really funny because then the Summer Olympics comes around and it's like, we want a gold medal? Wow. <laughs> well, you could you could melt all the snow and uh, practice swimming and win a gold medal. Mm -hmm. and don't sound like fun but anyways back to <laughs> yeah no yeah i mean there's so many issues with the article that like it, it just there's so many things you could touch on with it and honestly it, it's to the point where like it's it's kind of getting annoying like the, the the they're literally at this point begging for a grammy and they're like doing everything they can to get one and they talk about it every chance they get it and is it's at really this point pathetic, yeah it's super pathetic. i've never seen an artist do this before honestly yeah i am yeah, and Millie Vanilli won. And I mean, like, how? Oh, come on. And, and they, I mean, they gave them back, but, you know. I did. <laughs> they weren't campaigning like this either. So it is kind of crazy, like, to see how, like, you're supposed to be the biggest, you know, artists in the world. Oh, that's another thing. I'm, thank you for saying that. Because it reminds me of how you said shaking the K-pop moniker and the idol boy group thing. Do they not realize that boy bands never get Grammys? It's just a thing. Like, it's not a I Korean thing. Not been, yeah, it's not really been recognized, um, especially in, like, their Hades. Like, yes, they had, you know, um, NSYNC and Britney, these people perform at the Grammys. And, yeah, Christina won for Best New Artist. But, like, compare Christina to, to Britney, um, you can kind of understand why they would have given it like, to Christina instead, right? Right. 
and then it, she, well, first of all, the vocals, but um, yeah. <laughs> I have to mention that because Brittany is not known for that. But um, no. I I have to say, you know, here's my okay. I was gonna say one thing on one. I, I hope it's the last thing uh, about this idea and this whole thing, and it's gonna be related to the whole them being a boy band, right? Sure. If you want a Grammy, go solo and start making adult contemporary music. Stop yeah. playing. That's that's really the. If you want to talk about what's holding you back the most, it is not. I, I honestly, I think them being international has it definitely has something to do with it. But I don't think it's specifically like them being Asian. I think it's just them being non-American. But yeah. I think the biggest hurdle, really, to me, because BTS is so successful to the point where you can't ignore them. I think the biggest hurdle is because they make music that is not looked at as art and is looked at as more of a commodity. Absolutely. But the Grammys, honestly, a Grammy, the only difference separating a Grammy from a Billboard Award is the prestige of it all. Yeah. And if you want prestige, you have to make something that people can vaguely recognize as actual art and not just something you're doing to sell millions of albums, right? Yeah. It's, because it's if that's because the case, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, and I was going to say, it's, it's not because you read a couple, you know, half books of psychology and decided to use some like, of that. Oh, that's a whole other conversation about how we're just kind of going in on dickhead yeah. BTS right now, but they, they are so patronizing too because then they do this like really, they do a lot of shady stuff, okay, with their music. With not, we, you know, we talked about the racism, but it's not just that, it's also the mental like health aspect of it all. They're exploiting people with mental illnesses so that they can make an album that vaguely touches on loving yourself because somehow loving yourself means that you no longer have to deal with, I don't know, manic depressive disorder. Yeah, no, you need to go to a doctor. Like, like yeah. Don't get me wrong, music can be therapeutic, but like, like it's it seems kind of like insidious to me. And, and I like BTS, and I also thought that Love Yourself Tear was a great album. But like, and that album had nothing to do with mental illness. And, and all the other Love Yourself albums, they have nothing to do with mental illness, yet you ask your fans about their mental health issues. And you you your whole platform for the Love Yourself campaign was about mental health. So it just seems a little like this. I don't know. I'm not I'm not one of those people. I don't like when people try to use that type of stuff to like sell something. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's even when Jet. I believe, yeah, when Jackson had a music video and he was in a straight jacket, like, mm, no. Yeah, that was quite problematic. Like, it was kind of strange. Like, why would you do that? Um, right. So these hands, I just mentioned that just to say yeah. that these hands are not just for BTS. Because y'all know that I love me some Jungkook. And y'all know that I like a lot of BTS's music. I'm going to keep it real with you. Not a lot of the newer stuff, but there's a good portion of it from like Wings to Tear that I really like. Um, but I can't excuse stuff like this. And obviously I can't excuse your racism, which is why I don't spend money on BTS. Um, I, there's a lot of things that I can't look over. And, and, and I think that this article just brought out so many different themes and issues that it was kind of almost like the perfect talking point because it touches on each thing about big hit and BTS and this marketing strategy and this ploy they're using to get a Grammy that I think, you know, I think it, it hits on each thing that I think is a problem with BTS, basically, yeah. in a see, nutshell. See, for me, right, like, I I actually put a tune on my personal that was like, when, the, when I found out that the Grammy nominations were next week, I was like, you know what, honestly, at this point, I just hope that BTS gets the Grammy that they want so that they can leave us alone. 
Um, but I feel like it's also a double-edged sword because once they get the Grammy, they won't shut up about it. So it's kind of like, you know, if they don't oh, get and the then Grammy, it'll also be like validation for their methods. Yeah. It'll be like, oh, if you donate uh, frivolously to a cause, that'll get you a Grammy. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and see, it's like a lose-lose situation is kind of the idea, right? Um, I mean, at this point, like, as I said, I honestly don't really give two craps about who gets nominated for a Grammy at this point. But at the same time, like, I understand the power that it holds, and I, especially for acts that want to be more popular in the United States, because generally streams do go up after Grammy wins, right? Like, that's sort of like a thing that happens. Um, but... I don't know. I just kind of feel like the whole article itself to me was just, it left a really bad taste in my mouth. Like it just, it, it felt like it was trying to put BTS in a place that it had no, no reason to be in it. It didn't deserve to be compared to the struggles that black people have faced in the United States. And I think that, it just reignited a lot of the issues this year with K-pop and K-pop fandoms. I mean, we're dealing with a pandemic and then you have all this stuff that's going on. K-pop has been like so exhausting this year. And I mean, we don't even have much good music to sort of like balance it out. So it is kind of, I feel like that's like the worst part. Like there's so much trash and then there's not even good music to like back up anything, you know? And so, like, it's, this is just one, this this touches all of the problems with K-pop, I think, this year, and sort of, like, the anti-Blackness and sort of POC solidarity, and just so many problems ha- that this article sort of hit on the head, um, but, like, obviously not in the way that they intended to do so. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't know, like, I didn't like it, I hate it minus 100 yeah that's my summary on this article um this has been a very fruitful discussion and i think we've gotten a lot out of this and i think uh, we were able to voice a lot of our opinions and concerns um on everything we talked about today um and yeah if you are listening to this if you have any thoughts about this we'd love to hear what you have to say so um you know, feel free to comment um, and, you know, kind of give us your take on this whole article and how you took it. And, you know, let us know if you think uh, maybe something we said you disagree with or, you know, you think might be unreasonable or unfair. We, we really want to know. We're kind of we're interested in we, we keep open minds here. Um, you know, um, we try to make sure that we are fair to everyone involved, but also like just telling the truth. So, uh, yeah, we're really interested in what you have to say. But with that being said, uh, that has been the episode. Oh, my goodness. We have been recording for three and a half hours. And we are, my throat is getting a little sore. Not It's not there yet, but it's getting there. Um, and I'm going to apologize ahead of time because I know that I cut Nat off a lot. Oh, no, <laughs> Especially when she was reading the article. But, you know, some, some things I do think, like, if you don't say a thing, you're going to forget as evidence. There there was twice this episode where me and Nat were, like, in the middle of a sentence and we're like, dang, what was I going to say? So <laughs> that is all. With that being said, if you would like to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter at Nyan Edisons. That's N-Y-A-N-E-T-I-Z-E-N-S. 
Uh, you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook and Not Your Average Netizens. You can find us, um, in terms of listening to our podcast, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast for the most part. SoundCloud, uh, Apple, iTunes, iPod, pod, you know what I mean, Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify. Um, you can also uh, reach out to us at notyouraveragenetizens at gmail.com. We do monitor that inbox and we'd be delighted to talk, speak back with you and get feedback, anything you want to say. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.